welcome to Brands Tech. This episode of The Interview Show will begin in just one moment, so please stay tuned. Hello, everyone. This is Brandon, and welcome to this episode of The Interview Show here on Brands Tech. I hope that everyone has been doing well. So for today's guest, I am happy to have the person behind the Twitch channel, Azurai. Please welcome Van. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me on, Brandon. <laughs> Absolutely. And so the way that I always start off all of my, my interviews is first of all asking, how are you today? I'm so so on yourself. I'm doing well. Yeah, I'm just really excited to speak with you, and I'm so glad that that you wanted to be on here today. Mm-hmm. And so, and so for the first of today's topics that we have, I know that you actually wanted to speak a little bit about the the ever so going um, console wars that we have in terms of video games. And so, I know that is such a really prevalent topic, especially right now you know, in summer 2021, I mean, you know, there's only but so much, it's only but really so much you can really do. And it's such a great, and video games are such a great pastime and even life for so many people. And I'm sure yourself as well. Oh yeah. It's a video games really are regardless of what your snooty art teacher will tell you a form of art. Um, And I like how, how it affects people in so many different ways. Also, the tribalism of people choosing between Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo is always hilarious to take part in. Yeah, that is quite true. And, you know, and through the now months that I have, as scary as it is, that I've had guests on my podcast, I think the console wars is probably the one part about gaming that I am actually, like, in my opinion, very familiar with. And so, and so, you know, what are your, so first of all, what are your thoughts about the console wars and how it actually did all of this really begin? If you are able to tell us a little bit about that. Well, um, if you're asking like what side I'm on, I guess I would be on Xboxes. Um, Really, this has always been around since video games have been a thing, as long as the uh, differences between the two or separate groups, there's going to be some uh, rivalry between them. And, uh, yeah, most people will tell you, like, there's a objective reason to, like, one over the other, but really we're just picking our favorite color and running with it. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely true. And, I mean, like, right now, you know, are there really any, like, major noticeable differences between, like, I guess the two parties are actually... Or would you say that the console wars is just between, I guess, the PlayStation versus Xbox? Or do you think that there's actually more players within this? Because I know different people have different answers in terms of that question. Well, Nintendo is there, but they've kind of always been doing their own thing. Um, really, it's always been Xbox and PlayStation fighting while PC players look on them with disgust. Um, uh, I guess we could go into why we we picked the sides we picked. <laughs> what side have you picked? So for me, yeah, I'm I'm sure as you are familiar with, and especially those listeners, you know, I haven't, you know, I'm not much of a gamer myself. However, you know, if we were to put 
yeah, Nintendo on the sudden, as you said, and I definitely agree that they're sort of on a league of their own. I would probably be on the Nintendo side. Like for me, a lot of the stuff that I have done, especially like, you know, for me, it's like a lot of stuff that Nintendo has. And of course they make a lot of their own games as well, but a lot of them I feel like are very easy to use and accessible for non-gamers, if that makes any sense. And so, you know, for me, I have always really enjoyed a lot of their games. And so, and so, yeah, so I think that's where almost I would fall, although slowly by surely, so maybe like a game a decade, um, I'm slowly like getting more accustomed to um, video games have had quite a bit of gamers on my um, podcast, whether that's what they speak about or not. And so they're slowly getting me to, to, to get into more video games, but it, it's been a process. Hmm. Nintendo definitely has a very low bar of entry, but the only problem is that you're really, for the most part, the only games you'll have are first party games and with the, a couple of the flagship titles like Pokemon are basically the same game over and over again. Like, uh, the only thing I've seen from Nintendo with like real creative uh, integrity, I guess I would call it, is uh, Zelda, since they always like they always try something new with each title, uh, whether it works or not. Yeah, and for you, is there any type of video game in particular that you know that you are more fond of, no matter what side it is? Um, hmm. I have a couple. So Skyrim's an obvious one, but that's more about what you can do with the game than the game itself. Uh, best storyline, I think, would be Mass Effect. Have you ever played it? I have not. I think I've actually heard of it a few times, but I've never played it myself. If you ever get the chance, I'd really recommend it. It's uh, it's a kind of a cornerstone when it comes to like RPGs. The uh, this era of console wars. For you, what actually got you into video games? Just kind of curious now. Um, well, when I was a wee lad, I got a Nintendo 64. And that's what started it all. And then later on, got an, an Xbox and had barely any friends, so kind of just played Halo 2 all day long. Wow. And so, were you able to? And so, from that, were you able to begin meeting people or at least interacting with other people or, or your other, I guess, other people who play the game as well? Oh, no, not at all. I didn't start meeting or uh, talking to people until like five years later. Wow. And so how is that, how is that process for you? Like, I guess, you know, as, as you said, it's something I've heard like so much on my podcast, especially during this COVID-19 pandemic is that so many people use, you know, video games as a way to both, you know, relieve stress, but then also to, you know, yeah, interact with people, get to almost like escape to like their own reality. And so what's your interpretation of, I guess, what video games means to you? So for a large portion of my life, it's really been a form of escapism. Um, you know, or get through dark times, all that stuff. Uh, I've never really made any long-term friendships through video, like online through video games. I've, the most I can say is I've uh, met people who play the same games as I. Well, yeah, well, at least that, you know, you were able to 
yeah, eventually meet friends, even if they, you know, weren't through the game, but rather those other people who, um, who play the game. And so, and so for you has, and I guess during your time of like, yeah, I guess getting acquainted with, yeah, these games and, yeah, and, you know, really like growing fond of them. Yeah. Has your taste or interest in video games like changed over, changed your shift over time? Um, it, it started out being like petty games and first person shooters and I kind of branched out to more uh, RPGs and sandboxes. Um, I'm trying to get back into first person shooters like Halo, but <laughs> since I made the trend transition to like mouse and keyboard, my aim has been really sucking. And yeah, you mentioned the, the transition. So for you, how was that, yeah, that transition to going to mouse and keyboard? I assume that means that you're transitioning to become more of a PC gamer as opposed to console, I assume? Yeah, I saved up for a while to get a, a PC. Um, it's, it's really difficult because there's so much muscle memory involved in like getting good at games and I'm having to relearn all that like from the very beginning like um a lot of people will talk about how easy it is to get like a headshot in a well, with a mouse and keyboard but like my hands are so shaky when I'm using it it's just like a, a whole new experience really And then, yeah, and even with that, so I know you said that you saved up a bit of money. And so, you know, so for you, is this the PC? Is it like a gaming PC? Mm-hmm. Um, it was an, it's an Apex gaming one. Um, I guess what prompted me was feeling limited by com- uh, by the consoles that I'm stuck on. Like every couple years, there'd be a new one out that if you don't get like a, uh, you would have, you want to be able to play the new games, but with a PC, the most you have is you've got to replace a pit every now and then once you actually have one. Yeah, I mean, I know that for a lot of these consoles, I mean, yeah, that every couple of years there's a new console, new set of yeah, new set of games to go with it. And so, yeah, over these recent years, I do know that you know Microsoft at least has has really resorted to allowing for this backward compatibility, and their new stance is that. Yeah, Xbox is now a brand across both the Xbox consoles and and PCs that supposedly will allow you to game wherever you are and whatever the case may be. So what are your thoughts about that? Uh, I think it's a very smart business decision. Uh, exclusivity really just it divides a player base, a potential player base from connecting with each other and by having both PC and console together. You're gonna, or you're gonna have a much larger base to pull from. Um, I there are some issues with it, seeing how a lot of my PC players have access to faster hardware, so they'll usually have an advantage over a console player for the most part. But usually, that can just be uh, dealt with by getting better at the game. That's interesting to hear, and I hadn't even thought about that in terms of, you know, the yeah, how the different specifications of the actual hardware itself can make it put an advantage for to, for one player over the other. And so, do you think that this is a a big difference? That yeah, I guess that may I, I'm not sure how to word this. Like shift the dynamic of how the games are played almost. 
Not really. There are ways to um, to account for it, really. Like um, with the Halo Master Chief collection, you can filter in between like people who are using the controllers versus people who are using um, a, a mice and keyboard. Um, you can. There's probably a way where you can uh, limit the well, the speed the game's running at too. But I have a feeling most PC players would be a, a bit pissed off about that. I can easily see how, you know, how players that, you know, are really into it, you know, might be, you know, might not be as fond of having, you know, I guess different players who are on the same, you know, on the same actual game, but due to um, whatever system or platform that they're on, you know, may have either advantage or disadvantage over them, because especially like if they want to equal playing field when playing. Yeah, but there never really is an equal playing field for anything, to be honest. Like, we can get to a close approximation, but I don't really think there really exists. Yeah, that makes sense. And so, yeah, and so even going further, further than this, so there's been so many technological yeah, advances, I mean, just in general, from video games to computers, smartphones, I mean, all over the place. And so... And so what what are some stuff that you have noticed like over yeah over these past few years about you know all of these changes I mean and even like in terms of how you interact with a lot of these technologies as well uh, I've noticed that there's been a a push to put like uh, extra barriers like uh, separation between the game that you own and the person who owns it, like, uh, before you would have a disc that has the game on it and that's all you would need. But nowadays, you know, you get the disc and then you have to download like 60 gigabytes or um, you, there's even a disc at all. Like, and with the downloads, those can be re re like removed from your account at any point. Like if you uh, purchased purchase it online and while they say they won't do it, the possibility is always there. That is quite true. And so are you in favor of, of keeping like true physical optical media or would you prefer like the downloadable content? I think it should, we can reach like a, a bit of a coexistence here. Like with the bigger games, you could have like a downloadable thing, but I feel like there needs to be some protections that say that once you buy this game, you actually own it instead of it being released to you. Yeah, that is quite true. And I mean, I know even, you know, for me as a non-gamer, I mean, there's so much media that, you know, that is downloaded and whatnot that you can supposedly stream. But like I said, you're right. I mean, I would much prefer to actually physically own it and knowing that no one can really take it away from you as opposed to, you know, having the means of it. Cause, I mean, even something like, you know, Netflix, if a movie is like on there, for example, the movie can always go away in a few weeks. So you you don't really you know, own it. It's not really yours. And so so right now it is 2021. Yeah, we're essentially midway through the year at this point. And so we're in this new decade, a new you know, a new time. I mean, I mean, even thinking about, you know, now it's like we're almost at a new point where this is like a massive change in our lives, you know, coming out fresh from this pandemic as we're gradually doing so. And so, 
where do you see like the path of where gamers will go over these next few years and even in terms of the of the physical hardware and you know and everything like that if you're able to talk about about how you really see all of this going forward right um sorry about that so when it comes to the future of gaming i feel like there's going to be a big push for like fully streaming games instead of like even having a download of it but um i do feel that unless we get like super unlimited internet with like no cap at all like across the country that's not really going to see widespread adoption like if you look at things like uh, google stadia it's kind of crashed and burned at the moment yeah that is quite true do you believe that there is a future for for all streaming platforms there might be one but i feel like this i feel like most gamers would rather or just have it uh, like on their system instead since like when you're streaming a game you also have to deal with like latency and lag because it's not on your uh, console or pc it's being broadcasted to your house from a server yeah that is quite true and i think that's a lot of that's something that a lot of us don't even think about and so and so even like and is there anything else that you think that that may change over these these next few years? And I'll comment afterwards of whatever you have to say. Um, I feel like we're gonna see a bit of uh, of growth in at least the VR section of gaming, um, since stuff is getting a lot like a the technology is getting a lot cheaper to make. Sorry about that. And uh, we're going. Oh, I had a brain for it. I can't remember what I was about to say. <laughs> no, you're good because you're saying that technology is about. All right, the the tech is getting cheaper, so I see that uh, like VR headsets, like the Oculus Rift and whatnot, are going to like decrease in price, and we're going to see a lot more people actually um, adopting it. Or we could even see it just being forgotten about, like the what was that thing called? The one controller that was on like the the power glove, I think. Something like that. I think I know what you're talking about, yeah. So much technology truly is a hit or miss situation. Yeah, especially like in relation to experimental gaming. I mean, you have stuff like, you know, the Wii, but then you also have stuff like the the Xbox Connect, which which when it when the Xbox Connect first came out, I think I don't know, I think there was a lot of mixed reception to it. It was um the Kinect was an interesting idea. Uh, we've had like that technology out for a while, but it hasn't really gotten better. Like, um, like with the Wii and the Kinect, there just wasn't a lot of games that fit that medium well. Like, yeah, we had some exercise things, but if a gamer wanted to exercise, I think they'd go outside. Yeah, that is, <laughs> that's true. And I think something else that that I want to speak with you about is so recently, not too long ago, I believe, that you actually just started um, streaming games on Twitch, as I um, mentioned in your introduction. So are you able to tell us a little bit about that? Because I would love to hear all about your story about that. Um, when it comes to uh, streaming on Twitch, it's it's pretty simple once you have like the webcam and whatnot, as long as you have a decent internet connection, you can do it. Uh, it's the biggest problem with it is finding the right games to play because 
if something's like really popular at the moment, yeah, you can find some viewers are playing it, but you also have to worry about how many people are streaming that game as opposed to how many people are watching it as well. Kind of like a supply and demand on curve thing. Like, um, you gotta, the tip side for it is that you gotta find a game that has a lot of people watching it, but few people playing it, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And so what type of games do you play on your Twitch um, stream? Um, kind of random. Sometimes I play Minecraft, other times uh, I've been playing Blood Rain a couple times. Uh, I doubt you know what that game is. Uh, <laughs> um, I've been thinking about playing some Halo on there now since you know, there was an update with the Master Chief Collection. But yeah, that's uh, about it. That's nice. And so what prompted you to want to to stream yeah i had a lot of free time and didn't know what to do with it <laughs> kind of a why not situation yeah that that is definitely relatable i mean especially you know right right now where we are now and and so for about how long have you been streaming uh i think it's been about a month now uh yeah about a month i think wow that's great and so and so even going into the future, where do you see, like, I guess the future of your streaming going? I mean, I hope I actually get some some viewers. Um, that's a pretty difficult thing. It would be nice to, like, start to turn this into a job uh, since, you know, who wouldn't want to be playing video games as their way of earning money. Um, I Even if I don't, like... Uh, don't like make it big on here i think i'm still gonna do it because it is kind of fun yeah i mean even for me you know doing this content creation right here it's yeah i really love what i do get to speak to so many amazing people such as yourself and so yeah and i guess do you have any like big plans or anything in terms of your twitch streaming going forward i think i'm gonna try and set up a multiplayer a series for a, like a long-term modded one Minecraft. Uh, gonna get a couple people together, or build some stuff, have some fun, all that stuff. Well, yeah, well, that sounds really great, and I'm. I really hope that you are able to be very successful with your Twitch streaming. And so, and so, really, I mean, a few years ago, could you have imagined yourself, you know, now like really have, you know, be creating this, you know, streaming this content to um, to people? Because I mean, I know you mentioned that. You know, you've been playing video games essentially your entire life, but did you ever get to think that you'd get to this point where you get to share out what you're playing to, I guess, the world? Not really, no. I I always viewed like content creators as like a separate entity from something that I could do. Kind of weird doing it myself nowadays. Yeah, I bet. And so were, th were there any difficulties or anything when you were first starting up? Uh, I mean... Not really. The main thing is finding viewers, like I said previously, but that's about it. Oh, well, yeah. Well, I, th <laughs> I just I just really am glad that yeah, everything is working out for you. And like I said, I, of course, wish you all the best and, and all of that. And I'll still be here with Van after we return from this break. So please stay tuned. And of course, I am still here with Van today. So, 
you know, before we go ahead and close out this discussion, is there anything that you would like to to say to anyone listening or any last things that, that we weren't able to mention in this podcast or anything like that? Even questions for me. Uh, hmm. I don't really have much more to say. Like, uh, if you had any questions you wanted answers to, I could answer them, but I, I don't really have much more left. <laughs> well, I don't think I have any any true questions, although although before we go ahead and close this out, would you like to go ahead and, and tell the listeners out there where they can find your Twitch stream? Oh, you can uh, find me at Azure on Twitch. It's spelled A-Z-H-U-R-A-I Azure. It's uh, named after a character from a book I'm working on at the moment. Ooh, so how long have you been working on this book? Uh, about, about three years off and on. Oh, wow. I get interested in it, start writing, then I get depressed, stop, and then forget about it and come back like a couple months later, over and over and over again. Wow, so what got you into writing? Uh, just reading other people's books and thinking, why don't I do that? Wow, and so so for you, like, what is some of your inspiration? If you're able to, you know, to tell us about, like, for your writing, like, what what really gets you motivated to write, and what type of stories do you like writing? If if you're willing to tell us, that is. So, when it comes to motivation, it's uh, that one's a hard one because I have none. <laughs> I just somehow do, um, do it, um, but like. What, I tend to write a lot of like fa- fantasy, uh, uh, kind of grim deck almost. Like the current thing I'm working on takes place on an Alderson disc with uh, during the end of the universe. So. And so, like, really, I mean, I'm just really glad that yeah that you have found a passion both you know in both video games and you know and writing with um, storytelling. I mean, do they ever really come together often, or are they just completely separate for you? Uh, kind of separate, really. It's a bit difficult to mix the, the two. Yeah, I, I would, I'd bet, but you know, but you are a very creative person, so I'm sure that you you could figure out figure it out if you wanted to. <laughs> oh yeah, well, like I said, I just really want to thank you so much for taking out your time and and willing to speak with us. I truly, truly appreciate it. Oh yeah, of course, it was nice being on here and talking to you for a bit. Yeah, absolutely, and. Have a wonderful day, everyone. Stay safe, stay well, and I'll talk to y'all later.